In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk about the cable mod recall and potential changes to Windows. Welcome, everybody, to episode 290 of The Full Nerd, PC World's premier PC hardware podcast. I am your fill-in host, Adam Patrick Murray. I am not alone for this episode. I have uh, I have some some friends uh, with me here. First up, we have uh, Brad Charkis, who's uh, fresh off of vacation day yesterday. Uh, Brad, how are you doing? Still a little bit hungover, but otherwise okay. Yeah, you know, from from the festivities, <laughs> the the American based foosball, uh, as we call it. Uh, also on the line is uh, Elena Yee, who also watched the the football game, right? Actually, I was very, I was a very bad 49ers fan, and I only watched uh, the scores on my phone because I had some other New Year, Lunar New Year plans, and uh, that was really stressful. Uh, that was stressful. That was stressful. Uh, also on the line is uh, is Will Smith. Will, were you stressed out by this game? Look, I um, I have a daughter who uh, likes the Chiefs. I have a oh. sister-in-law who Sorry. likes the 49ers. Okay. I'm pretty ambivalent to both teams, yeah. so I just enjoyed some good football. It was a good, it was a good football game. Uh, okay, yeah, a lot, uh, of, a lot of garbage food too. So really, got hell in there yeah, that's the, the best part. Cheese. That is the best part. Uh, speaking of garbage food, Willis brought in a spread of garbage food. Uh, hi, Willis. Uh, what is this stuff that you brought in? Today? Delightful food. What are you talking about? I don't so know. If, uh, I'm just kidding. So yeah. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> it's it's sweets. I, I mean, it's sweets. Yeah. Well, well, if you say something, bad. Adam just repeats it. Is what I'm hearing. So, <laughs> well, Adam earlier showed up the gold ingots, and then uh, if you hold up the the red candy, uh, those those are the uh, it says Lysy candy, so these are like the, the red envelope candies, um, which is just milk candy, which and they're very delicious. You should—I don't know if you tried it yet. But is, yeah. No, I, I've, I haven't tried it yet. But yeah. it, it uh, you, so if this is supposed to be a red envelope, then that means there should be money in this, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the candy inside is money. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, okay. Nice, sweet. Uh, yeah. You can suck on some, some and, uh, sweet money. Yeah. And uh, just want to say hello, everyone. Uh, and uh, wish everyone uh, just you know the happy like year of the dragon. Uh, you know, wish everyone good fortune, prosperity, good health, uh, and most importantly, good eats. Oh, good eats! Yes, good eats. Uh, love it. Uh, so yeah, we we got, we got some treats here, some uh, dried uh, fruit. Dried I'm definitely fruit, gonna yeah. get into that. Uh, before we get on with the show, though, uh, I realized last week when we we introduced uh, Will Smith uh, as you know, kind of helping us out for a bit um, while he's in in between jobs. I realized there are people here who don't know who Will is, who who aren't as big of a fan oh. as I, as I am. Uh, so I, I didn't properly introduce you. So I want to take just a quick second. Will uh, kind of tell people who who you are and your your background. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a guy who wrote a nasty letter to this new website called Ars Technica in 1998 about oh. their BOS coverage, oh. and then they said, "Well, if you think you can do better, why don't you come in and do it?" So I did that for a while. I ended up reviewing video cards for them. I think I did the first the GeForce One reviews with with uh, Ken and John over there back in the way back in the day when video card reviews were a new thing. Um, and then I ended up going to Maximum PC where I met Gordon and. And and worked with uh, John Phillips and Catherine Stevenson and a bunch of folks that are have now been in, uh, embraced by the IDG uh, <laughs> fold over the years. Um, and I uh, for, uh, I left Maximum PC in 2010 and started a site called Tested, 
uh, which we ended up selling to the Mythbusters after a few years and worked with the folks at Whiskey Media, Giant Bomb and and those guys. Um, and then like spent the next three years working with Adam and Jamie from the Mythbusters and making videos about like cool emerging technology like VR and 3D printing and drones and and uh, before I decided to go out and start a VR company and and uh, from making VR I, I went into making games. I spent the last couple of years working on a game called The Anacrusis with Stray Bombay. So that's that it's almost as if I've been interviewing with people and I've gotten really good about telling them a little bit yeah. about myself in, in a very short period of time over the last several so, weeks. So, so. You, you are looking for a full-time job. If anyone wants to hire this man uh, full-time, definitely definitely hit him up. Uh, you, you've got a unique skill set uh, that, that is yeah. un, unmatched by a lot of people. Yeah, I, I mean, the benefit of being an externalist and editing Gordon for 10 years is that you get really good at editing. Gordon doesn't and, need and editing. What are you talking Gordon, about? Gordon Everything needs a he tiny out bit of editing, just the tiniest <laughs> bit. Um, but yeah, you, you, you get good at communication stuff. And then I've collected a bunch of other skills along the way. So I'm, I'm the, the video game people call me T-shaped because I can do calm stuff, but also a bunch of other things. And, and so, randomly yeah. just throughout the day, you just like T-pose and people are just like, oh that's, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Well, th- th- that's the main thing the t- T-shaped person does. They're the model for the, for the rig for every <laughs> character in a video game. You just have to stand like this with your arms out for three hours <laughs> while the animators and the technical artists figure it out. So. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, you kind of alluded to it. But yeah, there's a lot of people. If, if people don't know, there's a lot of people who used to work at Maximum PC that that work now at PC World. Uh, <clears throat> Elena, you, you did, uh, but but official Xbox Magazine as well. Uh, Catherine yeah. Stevenson, uh, John Phillips, Gordon. Uh, yeah, am I, am I missing somebody? Oh, Mike Brad Brown. to write for them. Right I've freelanced there for years. Freelance oh, for years. Right. Yeah. So, um, and Elena, I think you started right after I left, right? Just to like probably. 2010, 2011 or something like that? Uh, I started at Future right after you left. Right. But then it, I didn't immediately go over to... Uh, the dark side. My... <laughs> I was actually I was actually self-propelled because what would happen is that I'd walk by the Maximum PC part of the office and I'd be like, oh, what's what's that PC? And Gordon's like, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> Hell yeah! And eventually he actually poached me from OXM because he's like, would you like to be our managing editor? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with my team. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, somebody in the chat, you know, was, wasn't familiar with your background uh, and then also why it's a harmonious uh, thing that you're here. And yeah, so I, I wanted to cover that it is harmonious because obviously, you know, you, you, you go way back with a, a lot of us on the team. Um, you, I will say this again. You, somebody joked, but you're, you're not taking Gordon's seat. Gordon's seat is always here, firmly in the uh, the host chair. Uh, and it, there's it, an ejector it, switch right underneath me. As soon as Gordon's <laughs> ready to come back, I just get fired up. No, into the ceiling. no, no, no. no. You're, yeah, uh, you're, you're here to help out. Uh, you know, uh, we need some help uh, making some videos. So we've been doing a lot of planning. We we got some videos upcoming. I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, so yeah, but. You know, for for people who don't know, I mean, I've followed you for a long time, uh, long before we met. So, I'm I'm excited to uh, to continue to work with you. So, well, and I I came in when you guys were just starting the full nerd. I was the second guest, I think. I went back and looked when we started doing this because, yep. uh, like I came on the second week you did it, and it was like a, it was a little baby podcast. You you were like, oh man, we, we know we're going to talk about PC stuff, but like it was, you're just finding your path. Through Wasn't the whole even thing. live it really yet. Yeah, because I, I don't oh, think we went right. live yeah. for um. Maybe ten Forgot episodes or that. something like that. Yeah, it was pre-recorded. Yeah. There's like episode eight or nine. Yeah, something yeah. like it. Yeah, 
So. Like live podcasting, I don't do live podcasting. Like it's it's way too high stress. If you when you when you're like, oh, I need to think about this. Do I need to? Do I, do I need to look something up? I need to look something up. I'll just cut this out. You can't. We can't cut this out and post we over here. It's we terrifying. Can't. We. I mean, I guess you could use the YouTube tools after the fact to to cut stuff out. It's but, cheating. You know, yeah, it's cheating. It's cheating. Uh, yeah. We also got a five dollar super chat from friend of the show Brian. Uh, by, I'm sorry. Byron. Oh, so you did it. You did the thing. Yeah, not Brian. Uh, Byron Goodman. I, I did do the thing. Uh, Adam or Alan Murphy did the thing. Uh, yeah. Asked how Gordon is doing. Uh, I did text. Uh, actually, I was texting with Gordon a bunch yesterday about this cable mod thing we're about to talk about. Uh, but also, you know, wished him a, a happy new year. Um, lunar new year. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he, he's holding in there. Ho- hopefully have some some news to, to share. And it, it's been a, a bit since we've had him on the podcast. So I'm I'm hoping to uh, to get him on the podcast soon. But uh, he's hanging in there doing doing what he needs to do. And, um, you know, excited to get back to it when he can. So yeah. Uh, more hopefully more news uh later so and i'll I'll tell him the the good wishes um but speaking of cable mod this is something he he's definitely been following let's get to our our first segment here uh the the cable mod uh 12 volt high power adapters have been officially recalled uh this has already been kind of in the works but uh specifically uh let me go over here there's a link in the description to the consumer product safety commission uh, posting Wait. about uh, GPU uh, angle adapters being recalled due to fire and burn hazards. Uh, this is marked as a voluntary recall. Uh, I'm sorry, a voluntary safety recall. That just means um, it, it, it doesn't... Voluntary means that the company initiated it, saying, hey, we're voluntary recalling it versus uh, the CPSC coming in and saying, hey, you need to recall this product. Um, so, uh, Brad, do, do you... Have have you been keeping up on this uh this story? Yeah. It's uh like the most messed up irony of all time. Because the these adapters came out and Cable Mod pushed them very, very hard all over mm-hmm. social media back when the forty nine forty nine RTX forty ninety adapters first started melting. Mm-hmm. Because people were speculating that it's because uh the wires were coming out too far, pushing into your side panel, and it was causing that to come loose uh, with the default configuration. So Cable Mod put out these adapters so you could move around where you, your adapters go. And ironically, there's only really the only... There was really only the initial handful of RTX 4090 connectors that got burned. Uh, NVIDIA, I think, said they were in single digits at one time. Low, low teens, something like that. And it was mostly uh, the adapters that went from 12 volt high power to the standard PCIe power plugs, correct? Was there any yeah, native yeah. Uh, 12 volt high power cables? Uh, I, 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 I think there might have been one, but uh, they figured out quickly that it was just because of the connection, like how well you seated it. Mm. And after that, they, they pretty much all went away. Uh, I would just run the numbers. If these only got put on 4090s, that means this destroyed because the CSPC report says it's cost seventy five thousand dollars in damages. That's forty six forty nineties already. Well, they so said thi- two hundred claims though, so it was it's so okay. somebody's not getting the full price of their forty ninety back is what it was. What my thought yeah. was, yeah. On, on, on you, this, you you could also get it and throw it on a forty sixty or whatever too. If you that's true. Well. true. 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 Yeah. So uh, the the details under here once again, I I link to the CPSC article. There is a link. I'm sorry, not article, but uh, listing. There is a link also to uh, the the recall page over on Cable Mod, uh, which they help spell out a lot of stuff and you know provide even more things that that, that 
you should get into. Uh, it says the the recall date, obviously the the eighth. Uh, the remedy is a refund, uh, and you know the specific products are the uh, the cable mod uh, GPU angle adapters version 1.0 and 1.1 uh, because there there was an update that they kind of uh, cable mod themselves was like, hey, you know, uh, you know, you can get this new update. The update had problems as well. So uh, the the uh, cable mod has self-reported about 25,000 units in the wild. Uh, and the uh, description further down the incidents description says the firm has received 272 reports of adapters becoming loose, overheating and melting into the GPU with at least $74,500 in property damages claims in the U.S. So that's the, the firm, uh, C, CPSC, uh, has, has received those reports. There could be more reports. Obviously there's, there's people who haven't reported on it, uh, or, or maybe, you know, not, not fully, uh, understanding it. I should also say this is in the U.S., uh, so this is this is a, a U.S. agency. Whether there's going to be something else in other parts of the world, uh, uh, we will see. But this this is just a, a U.S. agency uh, claiming it. Uh, once again, this is was initiated by CableMod. They they completely understand. They already have kind of uh, progress or process in place, and they do say that you know if if your GPU was damaged in this, they they are uh, uh, doing doing right by by the owner and you know kind of dealing with those situations where where it arises and has anybody heard of uh of anything at this scale before have have we have we seen any anything in like the the pc space where it's like hey something was like obviously wrong and could lead to a problem so much so that that there's a an official government recall involved Uh, oh go ahead brad no, there's been plenty of things in the oh, past. Like there's been HP recalls, all kinds of power strips, all kinds of different stuff. Okay, it does happen. H1. Oh, the H1. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right about that one. Those exploding Samsung phones. Uh, uh, the, oh, I, I just uh, meant the PC space specifically. Um, there's a lot of laptop batteries in the early days of LiPo, LiPo batteries. There were a lot of battery recalls because you'd get the. I mean, even I, I don't. I don't know if Apple ever did an official recall, but even. Like the 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 early ultra books, you'd see a lot of like, hey, if your keyboard starts stops working or the G key gets stuck all the time, you got to send it back in because it means right. you're you got a gaseous battery in there, which is never what you want. Bad. It's out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so definitely if, if if you have this adapter, if you know somebody who has this adapter, uh, please let them know. Uh, you know, part part of this discussion is to just get the news out there and make sure that the people are aware uh, that is something that needs to, you know to be addressed uh for sure um there the, once again there's more information we have it linked in the description uh there there's both articles uh you know there's plenty of coverage i actually think we have a we have an article on pc world as well uh kind of covering it so brad you may know this gordon was always the one who handled this for us at, at max pc but i think the reason you involve the cpsc in this is that there's statutory requirements for like resellers where they have to notify people who've made a purchase of this. So like if you bought one of these from Amazon, you'll get a note from Amazon that said, Hey, the thing you bought has been recalled. Um, which means that like cable mod, cable mod may have sold these to people that they don't know that they sold them to because they sold them through third party sellers. And this, this will like be because it's an official CPSC recall. This isn't this isn't like the level of lawn darts where it suddenly is illegal to sell these on eBay or whatever because they're so spectacularly dangerous. But it is it is it does trigger the like if you bought these you'll get an email and it'll have the instructions on how to how to how to deal with it. 
um, yeah. which is which is the benefit of doing it. Like that's why the, that's why they do the voluntary recalls on this stuff, is my understanding. Yes, yes, that's my understanding as well. So hopefully our understandings are correct. Yeah, <laughs> look, uh-huh. if if it's wrong, uh, Gordon will let us know at some point. <laughs> well, uh, speak, uh, Gordon speak. Gordon knows the deepest intricacies of the consumer protection oh, system, and well, it's he mean, deeply impressive. Yeah, he always did the watchdog column. So not only he knew, he knew the lawyers, he knew the regulators, and everyone in between um, uh, about about what happens when something goes bad. So yeah, we we've talked about for years. Actually, he he has a specific lawyer that he used to work with uh, for the column that that he's talked about uh, the you know like may, maybe getting on the show and kind of covering some of this stuff because it it is an interesting kind of topic. Uh, you know, overall, uh, I will say, and I did clear this from Gordon, uh, so I can say this. As we were talking about this yesterday and, and going over the details, uh, he t- typical Gordon fashion. Uh, you know, him being the troll that he is, he was like, he says, "quote I need to get like four of these adapters now. Daisy chain all four together." <laughs> <laughs> you know he said the same thing about the the h1 he's like and then the he always planned on doing like a full pc build of all these like disaster build yeah, yeah. disaster <laughs> build because that's just who gordon is that's, that's why we love him uh, <laughs> uh i mean it's it's when the when the ibm 75 gxp started failing and they had the lawsuit and the and all that the first thing he did was go to every workstation in the lab and collect all of those hard drives because he was like i'm gonna put them all on a machine i want to see which uh, i want to run a death pool on them basically and see which one ends first uh yeah i I love that um i love that uh but yeah so one of the bigger discussions around this is that uh and i i've seen it in the chat even today a lot of people have been like um oh well it's almost like the the adapter itself uh is is a, a crap design uh to be clear this like this is about the cable mod adapter specifically not the 12 volt high power uh adapter uh you know there's definitely people who are like oh i'm I'm never touching that uh but you know i think this is at least i mean we're the 4090 well i guess it it originally launched with the 3090 ti the adapter right yeah yeah so the 4090 was kind of the first time people were reporting uh problems with it so that was what a year and a half ago when did the 4090 come out maybe it was... came out in october two octobers ago so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so like you know it, it, it's been some time there's definitely been uh talk about you know oh this is this is a crappy uh, crappy uh plug uh you know they they should go back to the drawing board uh, pci sig has updated that 12 volt two by six um so the, there, there has been a, a small revision to it, uh, but but uh, Brad, what's what's your take on the the adapter as it stands right now? Do you do you still think it's a crappy adapter that nobody nobody should use it, and uh, you know everyone should run scared for the hills, or you know have have we finally had enough time that we're seeing okay the, there was problem with these cable mods ones specifically, uh, but it is not a widespread problem. Where where do you fall on this? Uh. I fall into, I find it like, this is the first recall I can remember where this was released as a specific fix for what was thought could be an issue and it wound up causing the actual issue in way greater scale. Mm. And that sucks. Mm. (laughs) Uh, But that being said, CableMod has been extremely open about this. This is making headlines because the U.S. government just got in on it. But CableMod has been working on this and being open and public with this for months. They've released uh, updated revision of the hardware itself quite a while ago 
everything should be good to go from this point forward. Uh, Cable Mod has such a good reputation. The fact that this came out so quick after the 4090 Melted Cables came, I'd be willing to give them the benefit of doubt. I wouldn't shy away from Cable Mod if I was looking to make a badass custom PC with you know the fancy cables and everything next time around. Which it bears pointing out that Cable Mod does offer different 12 volt high power adapters these aren't part of those recalls this is this no. is the speci- specific right angle one so uh yeah like the, the, i think that also points to something i mean if if it was a widespread issue with the 12 volt high power adapter regardless of what kind of you know thing you were doing i i, I think it would be involved in this but this is a specific product yeah. line right I mean, and if these were melting, we would, if these were melting in scale still, like if there was a fundamental problem with the connector that hadn't been solved by this point, we, we would know about it. People's cards would be dying. You'd see people posting about it all the time. It's, it's, it's like, it's the, the grousing about this feels to me like, oh, I, they'll just a standard, good old fashioned resistance to change. Hey, it's something new. I don't like new things. New things are scary and bad. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, if you're going to spend over a thousand dollars on on a GPU uh, that, you know, you, you don't want even the slight possibility of it melting. So I, I could understand some people's well, worries about it. I mean, but it's clearly a faulty like like it, it was a bad design because it because the people were able to plug it in and in completely. Right. Like that that was the fundamental problem on the 12 volt connector. And NVIDIA and the OEMs worked together to figure out a solution that 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 minimized the problem for people to the point that we don't hear about it anymore. It doesn't seem to be happening anymore. And, and you know, it's like everybody that melted a card, as far as I'm aware, was made good. So, you know, it was a bad time and it sucked, no doubt. But like, it's not it's not it's not like we're dry. It's not like it's a Corvair. Right. It's not like you're going to do a three mile an hour rear end on somebody in the front of your car is going to explode in a gas explosion because the gas tank is in the is in the trunk is in the front of the car. I can't remember what the deal with the Corvairs was. All I know is Ralph Nader didn't like him a lot. They exploded. That's that's the gist. Gordon's the car guy. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, Elena, are you are you cautious about this? How, how how do you feel about the adapter or not this cable mod, but the 12 volt high power cable specific or plug? I mean, so I see Will's point about how new things can, you know, people get maybe afraid of new things. But I think like you, uh, when you start hearing about the possibility that user error can have such a large impact or consequence, to me, that does feel like a not entirely well thought out design um, because people always make mistakes. Like that's just that's just what it's like to be human. So I, I'm surprised because there also obviously have to be cases where people didn't plug in other connectors and it doesn't fry their machines. So to me, again, that also seems like there's, there's something to be looked at here. Is it worth getting on an outrage pony and riding (laughs) off into the sunset? Probably not, (laughs) but I think it's worth uh, at least bringing to your attention and, you know, talking about it and trying to get a fix in place where it could be as simple as what like coloring them a different color so that you can like see like literally see that there is still an issue yeah but i would hope to see an actual fix overall so people don't have to worry about that so much because not everybody is plugged into the scene the way we are so they're not always going to know these like little tricks and tips about pc building or how it changes from gen to gen or like this particular line of cards or you know whatnot yeah and and i I do feel like um 
the at least for me i mean um, our early days in in doing a lot of gpu testing but i have been doing a lot of gpu testing in the past uh i don't know three months at least uh and so i and i do have a, a native cable i think it's also de- dependent if you're using the adapter i i actually have never run the adapter since since uh i've been doing this stuff i i have native atx 3.0 uh power supplies and so i've been doing a lot of insertions i've been fiddling with it a lot Luckily, I've never had any problems. I feel like a lot of people in our space who deal with a lot of GPUs, uh, like you know, like a Jared Walton or a, you know Steve, anybody who reviews a lot of GPUs probably would have run into something uh, because they're they're the most like high use case, right? You're, you're using a lot of GPUs, you're inserting it a lot of times. Uh, that you know something would have came come out uh, well, around that. Well, but to Elena's point, like those are the people that are going to know what know to look for they're going to know to feel the click right True. like they they did make adjustments in the connectors after the initial spate of those of those meltdowns as i understood it so that if you yeah. bought an early card you might still have one of those but if you bought one of the later cards then you should have had something that, that addressed the initial problem whether it was by coloring the, the the ends of the thing or making the click easier to click into or whatever whatever the fix was um yeah i i don't know yeah i'm i i haven't we haven't heard anything official from pcie sig about you know, future uh, updates, but I do wonder uh, once there are new GPUs coming uh, later that there may be more updates to the the design. Uh, you know, may, maybe a, a different kind of like locking mechanism, uh, things like that. So I, I'm curious. Uh, hopefully, PCI Sig is not you know done and been like, okay, cool, now everything's good. Because uh, yeah, hey. the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were done. No, no, no. Go for it. Oh, I, I think the part that I'm confused about, because I'm not as plugged into the GPU side of things, no pun intended, oh, um, didn't. Uh, is like, like what fundamentally is so different about this spec that it even allows this to happen? You know what I mean? Like, are they ever going to address that part of it? Are they going to actually, you know, uh, bring, what is it, the tolerance or whatever up to a level so that it doesn't even be a problem anymore? They're already working on it. I agree with Will. I think this is something to not even worry about anymore. I think that initial six months sucked, and these adapters are a fallout from that kind of a thing. Uh, but I think they've already... the twelve. I always forget the name now. There's not just 12 very high power. There's also like 12 VX2 or something like yeah, that now. 12 volt 2 by semi- 6 Yeah, that one adjusts some of those dimensions. It's already being fixed. NVIDIA had them, I think, by the 4070 came out. It might have been the 4070 Ti. It was the 4070. They were already making adjustments in their design. Like, it just took being out there live in the field and seeing that, hey, there's a very small chance of this being able to burn down. We need to fix that to keep that from happening. And I'm actually impressed at how quickly the industry did manage to turn it around because you never hear about this anymore. So, that's kind of been rolling. And like we didn't see a CPMC CPSC recall of those twelve volt the initial twelve volt adapters that shipped right like we like so clearly there hasn't been if this had been enough of a problem to enable the regu- regulatory uh, stuff then then they would have done it because it's the it's the way that you avoid having warranty claims and and spending a lot more money fix like th- there's a formula right it's this is in fight club if if the cost of the recall is less than if the it cost was of you the can't litigation talk about it. that spins off the recall yeah well okay fair sorry <laughs> but, but yeah like if if they're gonna have to spend more money by not doing the recall than by doing the recall they'll do the recall every time so clearly they, they didn't Across the threshold and warranty repairs to deal with the with the with, with the problem in the, in the traditional recall sense. It's it's like 
it's it's the it's the classic thing of hey now that reddit is basically the message boards for the entire internet and when you search for something when you search for melting power connector geforce 4090 it takes you to this thread on reddit and then there's like 300 people in there saying man my did this too it's really bad those are those could be the only 300 people in the entire world we have no way it, it could also be a, a tenth of a percent of the people that had the problem we have no way of knowing all mm. we know now is that it isn't happening anymore so they've clearly solved the problem i mean or, well yeah. and specifically specifically with this cable mod adapter that is getting an official recall the the official numbers on CPSC are they're saying about twenty five thousand three hundred units in the wild, and they uh, they specifically have had two hundred and seventy two reports uh, of of the adapter. So even then, I, I'm not good at math. I'm not even a try, but you know that's that's still that's it's not a double digit percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whatever that right? is. Or no, it's a one percent. It's either a tenth or one percent. I can't. I can't. I can't remember any decimals to move. Yeah, uh, that's not not my job here to do math. It's one percent. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, this just. I'm getting. I'm getting reports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, I have. I have a, a pile. Speaking of GPUs uh, that do not have twelve full high power adapters, I have a pile of uh, AMD. Uh, uh, Starfield bundles, and it is happening. It's happening. The, it's happening right now. Uh, you can go over to the the link. There's a, a link I'm going to put in the description, uh, but uh, there is a link to a giveaway uh, that that you can get in on. Uh, uh, sorry that it actually happened during <laughs> talking about the actual uh, important stuff, but uh, let me find the link. Uh, there's a link you can get over to a Gleam IO page. I'll send it. Oh, you, yeah. you got it. Okay, thank you. Uh, the the Gleam IO link. There we go. Uh, Willis put it in the chat. Thank you so much. You could you could enter uh, to win uh, one of these five uh, Starfield bundles. Uh, the the uh, the giveaway the is. Nice the card. Yeah, let, let me let me open it up and hopefully I don't uh, throw it on the floor. But uh, we got uh, e- yep. each each bundle comes with a uh, a, a Starfield themed uh, box uh, with a CPU in it uh, with the AMD Ryzen 7 7800X3D. So amazing gaming CPU. Uh, but not only that, uh, oh, we have. A limited edition Starfield themed uh, Radeon so RX seventy nine hundred XTX. So the the top of the line stack. Oh, this one's not open. So sorry, whoever wins this one is gonna. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it's it. Not just mint so can, anymore. Yeah, it's not mint anymore. I'm sorry. Now I don't want it. Yeah, now you don't want it. Uh, <laughs> I want one of the good ones. Adam. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know uh, what though? Adam has done everybody who can't open mint packaging. You, he's done you a favor. Now you have to use it. Yeah, now now you have to use it. There's no this, barriers anymore to you using it. This is an awesome card. Uh, cool design. Regardless of what you think about Starfield, this is like an amazing design. Uh, I love I love the look at of it. Uh, obviously, at the top of the stack of the. Uh, of the the Radeon line, uh, so yeah, this is this. Uh, you have to read the the T uh, terms and conditions. This is only for the uh, uh, the U.S. and I'm sorry, it's uh, continental. US? Yeah, uh, residents of the 50 United States, including the District oh, of Columbia okay. and Canada, except Quebec. Ooh. What? I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, Quebec, I don't Quebec requires still questions. It turns out you can't have Quebec ever. They have weird rules there. Yeah, you, sorry, you have to be over 18. Uh, the, the, sorry, I. I worked with the lawyers for a long time trying to, you know, get this worked out. This is 
a lot of this is lawyer stuff, so uh, <laughs> I, I tried to hit it as many people as I could, but some of this is just lawyer stuff. <laughs> Adam also hates the French Canadians. Sorry, Quebec, <laughs> Quebec law. Sorry about that. Uh, no, I don't. I don't hate you. It's wrong. You're wrong. It's lies. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you can get in. Uh, there are multiple ways to enter. Um, you know, uh, it is open right now. There, there, I have one of the ways to enter is a, a, little, a little question. A little question. I'm curious to 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 see you know how people listen to the full nerd. Uh, so you know, there, there's a little questionnaire in there. Uh, there's a, a link to review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. The only reason why I put Apple Podcasts is because that's that's where most of the people listen to us. Uh, so that's why I did that. Really? Uh, yeah, visit PC World. Visit uh, on on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, but then also a, a little daily bonus entry. So if if you're really dig- diligent about it, uh, this this thing is open for for two weeks. You could get a bonus entry every day of that uh, of the two weeks that it's going to be up. Um, there you go. Yeah. So, and, there, and you have a lot of these kits too. It's not just like there's one of them. There's you, five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, and and at least one of them I have I have opened is not not mint. Uh, but there's you, probably two because you've taken photos already. I think. Of yeah. Well, actually, that was a sixth uh, kit. That was, Ooh, that was very nice. So uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there there are five kits that you can uh, that you can win. Uh, it is live right now at eleven eleven uh, on February thirteenth. Yay! Somebody's already en- entered. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Get get your entries in because uh, it is definitely uh, definitely a cool bundle. Thank you uh, to AMD for uh, providing this bundle. And uh, you know, one, once we we get the winners picked, uh, I'll try to get these out as as quickly as possible so you can get to some awesome gaming. Because um, yeah, those, those GPUs I've seen them in person are seriously impressive. It's so beautiful, especially if you're into that retro sci-fi look. Like they look really cool. Yeah, or yeah. if you want a white, white, white inside your PC case. You know, there's not that many white GPUs. It turns out, right? Yeah, no, it is really pretty. Yeah. Nice, um, like... And and it uh, for for the people who are worried about 12 volt high power, you got two uh, eight pin powers on here. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so that's our tie-in. Yeah, yeah, that's the tie-in. Uh, perfect yeah. segue. No yeah, per- perfect segue. Uh, so a- anything else to get uh, back to with the uh, the cable mod recall or the the actual adapter? Um, I feel like we talked about that enough. Okay, yeah, like, much yeah. more to be said. Yeah, man, don't put it as put fewer points of failure in your computers. That's my advice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point of advice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, let's let's move over to the the next topic. Uh, the next topic is kind of a, a mishmash. We we were looking over uh, over things to talk about, and and I even asked some people on Discord like what we should talk about, and there was kind of a mishmash of stuff. And I was like, hey, you know what? This is all related to Windows. Uh, either either confirmed changes or potential upcoming changes. A lot of things to talk about, kind of on the Windows side. And even though we are uh, a hardware podcast you know software is a key component to how that stuff works so uh i I thought i thought about we can we can talk about this so there's there's a couple things to cover um so you know we should hopefully get to to most of these but the the first one is uh there was an article recently uh i linked to a verge article i actually don't know if we covered it on pc world but uh uh i I guess uh somebody was digging around in the windows 11 features uh and found a uh, a super resolution feature built into windows specifically uh brad are, are you familiar with this uh actually we did do an article did or mark mark uh kind of messed around with mark it. is actually mark uh managed to get a hold of it into a hands-on so it oh, okay. should be up now-ish it was filed for editing right before i came in here oh okay but yeah. this is actually something that we've known about oh really 
spent, I think it was October, November, Windows Central did an article talking about the next version of Windows, how it's going to be AI-powered, mm. uh, coming out in the middle of 2024 in some sometime. Uh, and Super Resolution is one of those features that was included in the list. I love the idea of Microsoft inserting some sort of standardization into this upscaling technology. Much the same way we've been begging for it for RGB lights. Like, this is begging for standardization. Well, but just to, to understand, is this is this... What is this scaling? Is this just the video, kind of like the the video super resolution? Could this scale games? Is this scaling your just the UI in Windows? Like, what what does this cover? It's it's not actually working yet. Mark oh. was able to get it on it, and it's not actually working yet. Just based on the description from the original reporting from back in November, along with what we can see available in the Insider Preview app now, mm-hmm. it's considered to be some sort of super resolution style technology, video upscaling. Think of FSR, uh, FSR1. And the implementation is going to make a big difference for this because if Microsoft is standardizing some way to just make it so Windows uses FSR1 or Radeon super resolution technology to upscale, it's always going to be inferior to uh, DLSS2 and FSR3 because those hook into the motion vectors of the game. Mm-hmm. But if they're working on some way to standardize ways to include that for upscaling, things would get a lot more interesting. So the, this the, is this is like driver based scaling because because uh, both Nvidia and AMD have driver uh, based scaling that that doesn't require the game to actually support it. So this is kind of similar to that. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily be in the drivers; it'd be in Windows itself. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same but, kind of yeah, thing. Same where it's, kind yeah, of yeah. idea. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I mean, I think that I think the neat thing about this is it could potentially be a part part of DirectX, the DirectX great yes. graphics APIs, so that you don't have to support. If you're a game developer, you don't have to support AMD and NVIDIA and potentially Intel, um, and you can just say, "Hey, I'm just going to support the the whatever the DX version of this is," which, like, that seems good. That would be awesome because right now you have to pick and choose between FSR two or DLSS two or DLSS three, uh, and they they are similar enough that if you get one or the other, developers tell me you can turn on the other ones fairly quickly, which does happen sometimes. But having just the same base target for everyone to shoot for and then getting converted into direct X calls would be a game changer for this. Honestly, when we implemented it, uh, we did DLSS and then ended up not doing FSR just because. It was easier to install the plugin than it was to hook it into the UI. Like getting the UI stuff hooked up, it turns out is surprisingly time consuming for most games because mm. UIs are always a pain. Mm. It sounds stupid, but yeah. Well, I, I guess the the question I have then is a lot of times when we talk about these features that get built into Windows, do we trust Microsoft to handle this the best? <laughs> it's in Microsoft's interest to handle it well, right? Like there's 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 no there's like there's no potential downside for them taking this on other than that it'll slow down the vendor specific stuff that Intel and Nvidia seem to be doing. Mm-hmm. The AMD solution is still is relatively agnostic and just I think uses c- compute cores for the most part, right, Brad? Yep. Yeah. yeah well, so it like it's the same on all platforms, but but Intel and Nvidia Nvidia doesn't work on other platforms on other p- vendors' cards, and Intel's solution it works better on Intel than everybody else's, is my understanding. Well, yeah, I, I guess the the other potential downside is it's already confusing as hell. I mean, there are so many different ways you can use uh, 
upscaling technologies uh that this just adds another layer to it like that's the only other downside i can think of is that it is just like even more muddies the water of like okay well what the hell should i use you know or in in what situation should i use it it again depends on how it's implemented is it actually going to be a consumer feature who even knows that Mm -hmm. like it could be uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be. This could be a pure DirectX 12 thing where they're making it available so it's standardized so everyone just shoots for the same thing and then NVIDIA and Intel and AMD work off of that. So it really does like deeply depend on the implementation mm. of this. But even if it is a consumer feature, I think you know Microsoft getting into this and ensuring a baseline of it, that's good. So I think the only other one that kind of works like that is Radeon Super Resolution and FSR1. FSR one still has to believe. So ready on super resolution. And then you can just take that off your plate. Microsoft handles it. And then, you know, NVIDIA and AMD still have room to improve upon things with their own technologies. Much how, like, even though FreeSync monitors are the norm these days, high-end G-Sync monitors still exist. Mm. So I like it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I, 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 I guess more to, yeah, more, yeah. more, more to come on it. Cause like you said, uh, you know, Mark is actively trying to use it, uh, but ha- hasn't been able to to understand or get it to work. So I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. Uh, an- another one, and and kind of piggybacks off this is uh, I want to talk about HDR for a little bit because I know there are some people who uh, say that hey, the audio auto HDR in Windows 11 has actually been pretty good. I- I've also heard some reports have been like, oh, you know what, it is not. It just it hasn't worked for me, and I, I can't get it to work. Uh, there, there is also a, a, another article that I linked uh, in the description from Tom's Hardware, uh, talking about an NVIDIA feature uh, that a modder came across uh, uh, having uh, auto HDR in the game-ready driver. Uh, so I, I guess let's step back from a high level. Uh, Will, I think you're one of the people who's messed around with auto HDR on, on Windows, right? Yeah, it, it, it turned on automatically once, and I was kind of scared and made me think that my monitor was breaking, and then I turned it off really quickly after that, and uh, I, I don't think it's a particularly good feature as it's implemented right now. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Brad, have, have you messed around with Auto HDR in Windows? Yeah, it has gotten a lot better since the early days. I don't know when you tried that, Will. It's still it, not something you want to use nonstop. Yeah, it was, this was early, it was relatively early on. And I'm just, I'm old enough that I come from the world of, I want the monitor to represent what the person who wrote the software is intending. And anytime you get something in between me and that, I'm probably going to turn it off. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, but at the same time, HDR support on Windows is really bad when you compare to how it works on like the consumer electronics devices like TVs and and like we don't have infrastructure in Windows and on the hardware side to to handle you know switching from a non HDR title or game or or video or whatever to one that does support that so like whatever they're doing to make this better is I don't think is going to be bad I think uh, being more thoughtful about how they switch. HDR and having something that can, you can kind of just leave on and have it have it tone map SDR so it looks I, I don't know how the, like I'm I'm skeptical but I I hope it's something I hope this is something that works I guess is where I'm at I'm just rambling now 
Yeah, well, uh, so yeah, uh, go read the article uh, by by Aaron over on we, uh, Tom's. We also have. Oh, it we on have an article. World dot com. If you don't want to go read Tom's hardware, Sorry. Adam. Sorry. Tom's hardware is good too. You can go there as well. <laughs> Love those guys. Uh, yes. No, um, <clears throat> yes. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think the the. The fundamental thing for me is that, yeah, the HDR implementation by the developers is usually the best way to go, correct? I mean, it's, it's kind of like the whole upscaling thing, right? Is that, like, usually the, the newest, best implementation is going to be at the developer or, you know, like, kind of built into the game. But there are a lot of people who have HDR displays that, that want to use the, the glories of HDR um, that, that, that might want to mess around with this stuff, uh, you know, would you, would you trust NVIDIA's implementation more than the Windows-based one? I see. Well, you have to trust it more if it comes out and it's good. But to me, I've, I've used a lot of HDR, and I think the answer is it depends. Like, universally, it's going to be it depends. Using auto HDR in games... In some games, like I think it was Halo 5 I was playing, it worked really, really good. It looked amazing. In other games, it did not. It did the exact opposite, messed up color schemes. Hmm. Uh, I've spent some time playing around with that RTX video HDR feature that they just rolled out for... uh, NVIDIA just rolled out for Chrome Chrome desktops. Uh, If you have a GTX graphics card or RTX graphics card, that's where this is actually coming from hidden in the files for that, the implementation mm. for that. And that just rolled out as a feature, and that adds auto HDR to videos that you play through your browser currently. And it actually, sometimes it looks really, really good. I don't know if you remember, we saw this at CES, Adam. They had a Games of Throne big battle scene on the screen. It was a really dark scene, and it really helped a lot. Uh, it was the same deal for a subway scene. Like, it worked out. Like, you could see a lot more. One, you get into the artistic creation aspect of that. But two, I've been playing around with it, and it seems to almost overcompensate in bright areas sometimes to try to increase the contrast in dark areas. So it really, all these in-between things, the answer is always going to be, it depends, I think. See once again that then that that's why it gives me pause because it just becomes another thing that you have to think about overhead wise, like you know, uh, yeah, which which can get confusing. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's good to have options. But it also can get very confusing. I, I mean, it's it's funny because you wouldn't think it's the case, but HDR is one of those things that's kind of time intensive to support because you're essentially putting an entire other graphics pipeline in your game that you have to test. So, oh. you know, if your your testing overhead goes way up, your your like UX people have to do a lot of work to make sure that the UX is tone mapped appropriately. The DUI stuff is mm. tone mapped appropriately for for the different. For like not just two scales of monitors, but like the entire range of monitors, including stuff that doesn't exist now, right? Like at some point in the next two years, somebody's going to come out with something ridiculous, like a two thousand nit monitor, and like if you don't, if you haven't accounted for that, your game's going to look janky and weird when the, when people start blazing their eyes out with two thousand nit monitors at full blast. So and and. Also, it increases support calls because people do things like run HDR without doing the calibration right, or they, my favorite is, 
I like to be able to see people in the dark when I'm playing a shooter so that I, I, you know, I always cheat the gamma up a little bit on that, on that darkness slider. And if you do that with an HDR monitor, you're going to completely hose your image and it's going to look weird. And then you're going to call them and be like, Hey man, your game looks blown out and weird. Why is that? And it's totally your fault for making a bad choice. So like it's, it's a hard thing to support especially since there's no kind of centralized store i think there's a windows calibration utility now but it's still something you have to download and like if if you have to download it you have to assume that like a tenth of a percent of users are going to have actually done that when you're looking at a broad game so like it's it's until until it's integrated with windows in a way that's meaningful and like you have to do it the first time windows detects an hdr monitor on your machine Mm. and and hopefully all the calibration stuff is handled the os level just like it is with a console on a TV, then then we'll maybe start seeing people start to use it and adapt adopt it, and, and it'll take off. But until then, it's kind of half measures that aren't going to move yeah, the needle. That's what I was about to say. Like this has been figured out on consoles. Um, like it, w- what could be learned from the console figuring it out that they uh, can apply to to Windows. Well, I mean, we need to have a centralized authority that looks at every piece of software that's released on the platform and says, okay, this one meets the standards, and uh, and then we're not going to allow them to release it until that happens. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to do things like look at the HDR support and say, oh, well, it turns out your your calibration is off for this, so you need to do this. Realistically, Microsoft has to do major changes to the back end on Windows to make yeah. it easier to support. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I'm still glad to see it, though, because I do like the opportunity to give games a shot because, like, again, again, some of the dark videos I've seen with this auto-tuning, it actually does make it look better and more consistent with what I normally see in HDR video, even though I do get the artistic interpretation side of that. Uh, and there's plenty of old games where I think that could come in very handy. So I'm glad it's coming into existence. It's just... Band-Aids left and right in this space until mm-hmm. everything's fixed, like Will said. Yeah, uh, Elena, this is just another reason why consoles are better than PC, right? I'm not touching that. That's <laughs> <laughs> a trap. Not touching that. It's a trap. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just, you just had to ask. Uh, yeah. Um, HDR. Yeah. I mean, I, I now have an HDR TV. And so on on my my living room PC, I I, I actually have been trying to run auto HDR on on Windows. Uh, I haven't run into any like crazy problems, but yeah. Once again, sometimes it's been getting a lot videos, better. Yeah, you know. it's been getting a lot better, but there's still you'll find some if you're picky. I I, I trash talked it on on my other podcast a couple weeks ago and got a bunch of people responding saying that if you use the Windows calibration tool. It improves like once they rolled that out and people started doing that it improved it dramatically. But but I, I still kind of want just the other thing. I want it to make the SD. I want to be able to run the monitor in HDR mode and have it bring the SDR stuff up. So it looks right on the HDR monitor without yes. shifting modes back and forth all the time. When it gets confusing and it shifts down to that grayscale is what happened all the time at the start. And it's the worst. Well, and sometimes the fix for that is, Hey, you have to unplug and replug the cable because nothing else is going to get the monitor out of that weird state when it gets stuck there. So, Mm. uh, well, uh, another thing, uh, kind of, uh, talking about windows is, uh, there was talk about windows 12. What does that mean? Uh, Tom's hardware or Tom's guide. I'm sorry. Uh, Maybe we have an article too. Maybe I just didn't find it. <laughs> has a uh, has an article recently about uh, Snapdragon X Elite laptops launching in uh, mid twenty twenty four, 
and theorizing uh, that maybe Windows 12 uh, could could come around at that time. I know there was um, there's some speculation of when that comes out. Brad, uh, is is there any understanding of when Windows 12 will be coming out or or no? That's funny. We actually do have oh, an article do. about oh, great. that uh, because that ties into the initial report that I was citing earlier from Windows Central, where mm. I was saying it brought up super resolution. Mm. Uh, the the crux of the whole thing is that their reporting says that there's going to be a next gen AI focused version of Windows, much more so than this built around it, built around the Windows Store and whatnot, and it'll be time to release with those Qualcomm Snapdragon X chips. Uh, in the middle of the year. The controversy right now is because they just announced there's going to be a Windows 11 second half big feature update as well. <clears throat> and they're starting to test those features. So some channels are taking that to mean there's not going to be a Windows 12 or a Windows AI or whatever you want to call it coming out mid-year. But the initial report always said this would be a whole new build. It wouldn't get pushed out to existing Windows mm-hmm. PCs because we're going to have stricter requirements stuff around AI. So there's room for both. So yeah, stricter requirements, AI features, obviously Copilot is out and you know they're they're trying to, yeah. to tie in there. But uh specifically with the Snapdragon thing too, uh support for ARM has been a big thing. It's not you know uh Qualcomm is is making another very large push into the 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 Windows space with the Snapdragon X um platform and so you know a lot of people are like actually well you know windows has a lot a lot to address to to get arms arm working really well on windows um that was qualcomm from what they're showing they showed in i think december it's always freaking maui that they announced these things oh yeah these actually look to be the first real shot that qualcomm has on the laptops on the pc like they look really interesting if they're all in on the ai future of PCs uh, based off the early engineering samples, they dominate BDR Lake and what AMD has out now. So, you know, could be an interesting time. Microsoft has confirmed none of this stuff. I don't think Qualcomm has officially confirmed that it's going to be tied to a new version of Windows. But both Qualcomm and Intel have confirmed that they expect big new release for Windows sometime this year. Elena, are you interested in uh, ARM on, on Windows? You know, as somebody who uh, tried to get mileage out of a Surface RT uh, device, I am secretly rooting for ARM getting some proper love on Windows. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of history here, which is good. I I am curious, though, how the naming is going to work. Like the, of course, you know, the media picks up something sometimes and they kind of run with it because it's people just trying to figure out what it could be, right? But I think it would be really strange for a mid-year release of another numbered Windows while still having announced the the big uh, second half of the year update for Windows 11. So I wonder if it's just going to be more of like Windows AI that then becomes Windows 12 hmm. branding later on or something so like you, that. You're thinking, you're thinking it's like a plus pack or Bob getting layered on top of Windows 11? <laughs> no, but more in the sense how like they've come out with things like... Uh, windows 10 s you know and like different variants of it um but i mean they're 
at some point they're going to have to stop the numbers, right? Can you imagine this just saying Windows AI, right? So they have no numbers associated with it. It just, yeah, your eyes will, you're like, no, I hate it. <laughs> Windows 720, that's what I want. I'm, I just, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I, I, it, you know, they're, they're, they, they've hit so many Final Fantasies, uh, you know, there's only so many times yeah. a fantasy can be final, I guess, but yeah, they, they still somebody, keep numbering those. A friend of the show, Bob Jones, 1980, in YouTube chat is pointing out like Windows 10, doesn't Windows 10 have to be dead before 12 happens, right? So they would have like three versions out at the same time, which also would be very unusual. We haven't really seen that before. Well, um, the naming thing is the most interesting part to me. Like the features are going to be the features and the performance is going to be the performance, which I'm not saying it's a bad or good thing. It's just that we will take those as separate components later on. It's it, for me, it's just like, how are they going to market this? How are they going to, you know, promote and brand it, I guess. Is the idea that the, 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 the arm based windows will be able to run an x86 code or that they're going to be limited again, like in the old bad old days of windows eight, where you had your Surface RT that could run the 18 apps that were in the Microsoft Store. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't said neither Qualcomm nor Windows has said anything. But uh, vastly improved x86 support is one of the features of the Snapdragon X. I mean, it may it makes sense. Apple was able to do something similar with the with their M series MacBooks and and old x86 code on their side. So it it's, seems like a smart thing for Snapdragon to have invested in. Mm-hmm. or Qualcomm to invest it in. Yeah. Uh, I, I I just don't know if people, do people want, like, do any of you want more AI in your windows? <laughs> want is a really strong term. They already have started popping up that uh, beta icon that you can't get rid of in the taskbar in Windows 11. Oh, no, that's oh, the first thing. Yeah, that's the first thing I get rid of that stupid icon. I can't get I rid of it on my... There's a PowerShell command. It takes about oh. eight seconds and you never see it again. All right, I'm going to have to go Gone to with actual... teams. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, do you want to use Teams to talk to your family and friends? Oh, yeah. I want to ever be my my go-to platform for messaging everyone in the future. Uh, Absolutely. It's why I also suggest my family use Slack to to handle family gatherings. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, You should start a poll, Willis. Uh, Ask people if they're excited for more AI in their windows. I don't don't think we need a poll to know the answer to that question. Uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, well, speaking of which, uh, there was somebody asking uh, earlier and we kind of touched on it. What kind of requirements do we think are going to be coming in the future, especially for AI? Do you think whatever next version, whether they call it 12 or an AI subvariant or whatever, uh, do you think it'll re- like require an NPU? Uh, that maybe that's a reason why both AMD and Intel are really pushing these, uh, these, these NPUs hard? I wouldn't be surprised by it. But I think if they try to do it this summer, it's a bit premature to try it. So, who knows? I mean, you think about how long it takes new hardware to filter out to the majority of the chain and uh, the like the user base. The user base is a billion people deep for Windows, right? So they can sell all the computers they want in the next three years and they're not going to, they're going to barely scratch the surface. So they have to start at some point. When it's always going to be too early, but at the same time, like what's what's the benefit that we can talk that we get better voice recognition that the that the computer can pick faces out of our photos that we upload into the the cloud services that store all of our photos now off of our phones? I I don't know what the upside is for a traditional for a traditional PC user, frankly. One yeah. of the uh, features that the Windows Central report 
first said was a smart timeline history. So you can go back and hop into stuff that you used to use. But I'm like, they already had timeline in there. I used it all the time and they killed it. I don't get the benefits of slapping this on an MPU. <laughs> that seems like a database problem, not a, hey, we need yeah. to have a, a machine learning problem. If they are going to make this AI push, it's actually, I think, a clever time to do it. Because part of the problems with the PC industry the last couple of years has been everybody upgraded during the pandemic. Uh, so nobody's been upgrading the last few years. So mm-hmm. right now we're four years in. Things are businesses and people are both going to be looking to start upgrading stuff now. So if they really do want to make a concerted push and say, okay, we're kicking everyone who doesn't have NPUs off the boat for this version of Windows, this is an almost unique time in history for them to have a sort of a the ability to reset things with one push like that. Which though I I do feel like they they could do that regardless, but. With the, uh, I'm thinking back to the the TPM requirement for Windows 11, right? And they at least had a story of, hey, this is a security feature that is going to be a big deal for us, and we want to implement it, and we know it's hard uh, to, you know, pill to swallow, but we're we're going to move forward. And they didn't back off on it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, so so, but I I do wonder like what's what's the story here they'd have to come out with a really good story and be like hey yes it's hard you 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 need to have an npu but here here is why you want to have it security is is one thing and that is a good story but like you know this is this is a feature that makes your life better not not you know like is it a must-have i honestly think they would have a better shot of selling it than the TPM thing. Because if you remember the TPM thing, they came out with pretty stringent requirements, like only uh, CPUs of these generations or TPMs of like this uh, generation. So like two, TPM 2.0, right? Um, and then they started walking it back because people protested. Um, I honestly think if they could come up with not even a killer feature, but at least uh, an interesting one. Because I have a, so I, it's really interesting because there's a lot of, I think, skepticism like among us and like, you know, the, our group of people, excuse me, our group of people who are in our chats on Discord and all of that, a lot of skepticism around AI. But when I talk to my friends who are not, who, who work in technology, they're at like Tesla and Google and other places, uh, they are way more gung ho about it. Like they will honestly go to chat GPT to come up with, you know, random things, you know, those, one of my friends uses, uses it to troll people in overwatch. (laughs) He's gotten his account banned several times. Cause he's like, he's he's like toxic positivity. How could I make this happen? So he has to chat GPT just to give Melissa really toxic, positively toxic things to say. (laughs) I was like, you are using this tool for evil. (laughs) Don't tell Gordon about this. He'll have a whole new list of trolls. How do I, how do I troll somebody better? Uh... Um, But like, this is the kind of stuff like that people enjoy doing, like that people use it to like get ideas for travel or restaurants to visit, things like that. So if, if they can come up with a compelling enough list of features for it being baked into Windows, I think they have a much better shot of saying like, hey, you're going to want to upgrade your hardware because you'll get access to all these cool, interesting things. To be fair, you, you don't need an NPU to do that, normies. though. Like, No, but I'm just saying like they can sell it yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, true. <laughs> you yeah. have to have it. I mean, that's always it, right? Is it's it's about the story, and the story is marketing. Uh, hey, I can find a nice Thai restaurant near me using the machine, and it works better than Google. 
the, the fascinating part of all this is watching Google burn down its core business to chase something that they haven't effectively established as a real thing yet. And and I, anyway, I'm yeah. <laughs> Elena's right though. Normal people love ChatGPT. They yeah. like they're just out there ChatGPT and left and right. Lawyers, marketing people, <laughs> like analysts. What should I say to my client who's having this crisis? And it's like, oh yeah, do, do this, and uh, yeah, it's all fine. It's yeah. all great. I, yeah. the, the tricky part is going to be selling it. I agree with that because to me, like I spent CES trying to look for practical or even fantastical cool applications of NPUs and AIs. They just don't exist. They and the report that initial the Windows Central report that I've now cited like five times that initially talked about this, they had a list of different features like the super resolution, uh, search gets smarter, uh, that Windows timeline, which are all cool things. But again, none of those are like, hey, man, that's cool. That makes me really want to go try that out. And I think right now it's kind of like the companies love AI way more than a lot of people do. And you can already get chat GPT like results by using Copilot and Windows. And they've done a terrible job of selling that so far, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, hmm. and so it's really going to depend. Can they come up with something really cool that makes normal people go, wow, this is amazing. I need to go to this new version of Windows for this. You know what I love? Oh, sorry, Elena, go ahead. So I'll, I'll go real quick. I, I don't even know if it needs to be like as impressive the way you're saying it, Brad, though, because I think we're still thinking it from like a tech enthusiast, you know, we love like badass, you know, cutting edge type tech. Like, I honestly think if they're able to successfully come up with something where it's like, hey, I was looking at a PDF last week that had this word in it and I can't find it. And Windows is like, here it is. You'd be like sold. I'm buying that because the amount of time oh, yeah. it saves you. Like, I like things like on Amazon now, like the some approaches I've seen where it's like, uh, here's 10,000 reviews, but here's generally what the reviews have said. Like, this is a thing, this is a thing, but they don't like this. And I'm like, I'm still going to look at the reviews myself, but it's kind of nice to have that like going in so mm. that I it saves me a little time of even having to mentally organize what to expect, right? Like, I think those little, not even little, those time-saving type things, if they can make that happen, just kind of like how you're talking about photos, recognizing faces, so you can more easily find photos with people in them. Mm -hmm. specific people in them that's going to be the killer feature for more nor for normies i think you know i, I mean? agree i agree i think that like it's funny the mundane stuff is some, somehow better yeah. right like like anytime i tap on some text in a picture on my phone and it it copies the text out and it's perfect and you're like oh this is exactly the text this is what i need and it saved me five minutes of typing this in that's fantastic every time i load up youtube and i see that the subtitles suddenly are usable and or the, the captions are suddenly usable and good and i can like lay in bed and watch a youtube video and read the captions and not annoy my wife with the sound on <laughs> is is fabulous and and like I, I don't i just don't think people upgrade windows for mundane stuff i don't think people upgrade windows i don't think i think people buy new computers i don't think they upgrade anything ever this yeah point. i agree it's even better for the hardware manufacturers right yeah <laughs> Yeah, time is money. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dell and HP are, you know, really excited. <laughs> uh, well, uh, last kind of thing to to touch on with Windows here. Uh, speaking of variations on Windows, this is something we've we've talked about uh, a little bit before, but uh, the idea of having a a separate kind of Windows for handhelds. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about the viability of that. Obviously, it's the handheld market, even though it's a, a strong market and there's a lot of talk and and work being done in it, it's still kind of a, uh, you know, small portion of it. 
Uh, yeah, the, which very much. Yeah, which makes me think, you know, like would Windows or would Microsoft really invest? I mean, they've got so much on their plate already, right? If 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 they truly are going to have a Windows 11 major update, if they're going to have you know Windows 12 or whatever this this AI kind of stuff is, and they're still supporting 10, and then what they're going to they go off to the side and be like, hey, you know what? It's a small market, but we should have like a a real thin version of Windows for handhelds over there. I that's why I don't believe that that we're ever going to see anything like that oh it's easy. they're just going to stop making xboxes and put them on these right? <laughs> yeah well th- that was the other thing right uh, <laughs> yeah in the news talking about oh wow they're not going to make consoles anymore we talked about that uh last week and yeah some people were then being like oh yeah okay well they're they're stuck and going to be stopped making consoles so then they can get into handhelds or set-top boxes with you know uh, a slimmed down version of windows i i just from a business aspect of it to step back like it's such a small little thing not not the console part but the the handheld part that that's why i'm like eh, i don't think they would really like (laughs) you know spin up a whole thing just for that but who knows who knows you know maybe yeah maybe they'll they'll get out of the console business and be like oh crap i hit the tv TV i hit the tv and we oh where would everybody go i can't they're back (laughs) sorry why do you hate us i know yeah need this to be the adam show (laughs) he was like don't come in i want to be able to turn you off at any at any given moment yeah uh well uh, i i guess since we we touched on the console thing, uh, Microsoft is going to have an announcement on their uh, official Xbox podcast. Uh, what Thursday or something like that? Yeah, in two days. Uh, yeah, but but there was an internal memo uh, from uh, from the head of Xbox, you know, saying to internal people, "Hey, we're still making hardware." Uh, you know, so I you know I I truly believe we we, we talked about it last last week, but Elena, um, have have your thoughts changed on on any of this since we talked about last week? Do you think uh, Microsoft's still in the, the the hardware game? Do you think they're they're going to get into to other places like uh, handhelds and have a a slim down version of of Windows? So I've been out of the console, console space for a while, so this is all pure speculation on my limited uh, from my limited viewpoint. I I think just given the the history so far where they've never really stepped into handhelds like they what they decided to do before was kind of clever actually where they they went for cloud gaming and then they released these accessories where basically you could put an xbox controller like you hook it onto xbox controller and it would hold Mm -hmm. your phone Mm -hmm. so they're basically saying like hey just stream your your games from the cloud uh on your phone and you can use an xbox controller with that and it's going to basically approximate you know, a handheld experience. And it works great on handhelds too. So, So, I mean, given that being in their history, the fact that they have been solidly number three in the console space for a while, the fact that Nintendo has such a stranglehold on handhelds, uh, I don't know if they would have the same uh, passionate fan base that Steam does slash did when they launched the Steam, uh, like the, why am I blank on the Steam handhelds? Steam Deck. <laughs> Steam Deck. Thank you. Um, I, I don't see that being something that they would go for personally, yeah. and we've wanted for years a a version of uh, Windows that was stripped down, like what's used for Xbox that you could DIY install yourself they're not they're not releasing that so what about a set top box uh, i mean they did they did talk about plans uh, or what, what was it he he had a like a little xbox mini thing on his uh in one of his videos uh 
the, the head of Xbox, you know, and they Phil were talking. Spence. Yeah, Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. They were talking about, oh, you know, we were playing around with a little set-top box. Because, I mean, it, it would be the same kind of thing. So maybe that's set, how they could get into it. Set-top box? Like what the Xbox One was supposed to be? No, no, because it, it's, it's, it's more like a Roku kind of thing, but just with an Xbox front end. <laughs> that's kind of, that's the joke. Because oh, when yeah, Xbox well. One launched, they were really pushing hard of like it being your all-in-one media uh you know device so you play your games on it because at the time like the numbers were in uh about like just how many people were using their consoles to watch netflix and i guess maybe youtube uh so that's that's why i think they had this vision of like this all digital kind of entertainment experience in one box uh, that didn't go as well. As you could planned. look. You could plug your cable box into that thing. We all plugged our cable boxes into our Xbox Ones, right? That was great. You used the guide; it popped up. It was real, real slow. You could change channels, kind of. Well, we're in a we're, we are in a different experience. place now, though. We're we're in a different place. Yeah, no, something like that could work, you know. But I mean, here's the thing: the Xbox Series S is selling for two hundred and ten bucks right now, new. Oh, really? They're they're a hundred bucks off of the set top box price. You know, like the nice Apple TV is one hundred and fifty bucks. The nice Roku is one hundred or one hundred and fifty bucks. They're, they're not far off of that price. If they sell it without a controller, um, or they or they figure out some way to strip it down, or they do a new process and shrink it down, and you know the you know the normal mid cycle refresh stuff, the Series S is a problematic skew for a lot of developers, but, but players love it. It's great at ten eighty p. Um, I, I can see, I can see a set top box. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's also equally likely that they're looking at the innovation that's happening in the, in the gaming handheld space and saying, Hey, we should, we should g- give these people who are doing all this weird stuff in this tiny slice of the market, a little bit of OS juice in case, in case, like in case there's actually something there and it's not just like a short term, like, like we've seen, we've seen these kind of weird ha- handhelds coming out of Shenzhen before, uh, but this is the first time that they've kind of stuck outside of Southeast Asia, it seems like. Um, so I like I could totally see I could totally see them making a Windows eleven mini or something that's like b- extra big icons designed for seven inch screens. Um it launches straight into a ten foot interface, kind of t- kind of touch friendly handheld interface. You know, Windows eight, but good, basically. <laughs> I mean, I to be honest, I I mean that's that's something I want for sure as a, a handheld. Uh, what do we call it? A deviant uh, last week. Uh, <laughs> Use like the that. keyword. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Word of the day. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it just yeah, it's 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 I don't know. It, there, there's a lot of questions obviously around the whole Xbox thing. So I do wonder, you know, if if there will be any indication on Thursday. Uh, if that plays into to handhelds as well, like hey, here here's our like, will Phil get on there and be like, here's our overall strategy. We're still gonna have consoles, but we're gonna we're gonna push to to do games on other spaces. We're 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 gonna push into handhelds as well, the set top boxes, more streaming, AI. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it makes a lot of sense for them to do what Sony does and do timed releases where the, it's exclusive to the Xbox for a while, and yeah. then it rolls out to other platforms over time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, so being room TV uh, had a good question. Uh, a Windows version for handhelds or an Xbox dedicated UI for handhelds. I, I guess that's that's a, another good way to put it. I've always thought about it as like a sl- a streamlined Windows 11 install. Yes. Uh, versus like taking an Xbox OS and putting it on handhelds. I, I think the talk about uh, Xbox releasing its own handheld or its own set top box. 
is separate from the talk about whether or not to be a Windows handheld gaming version. Because I wouldn't Agreed. be surprised if Microsoft did put out its own thing that's focused on Xbox, you know, Ultimate Cloud, whatever they... I pay for it. I don't even know what it's called these days. That's Game purely Pass. a streaming box. But I think that gaming PCs are one of the rare growing markets inside the PC industry even these days. And within that niche, these handheld gaming PCs are getting a lot of interest. And Valve is, you know, right on the precipice of being able to lock those down and be like, hey, we we were the first one, we we're the best one, and it's all based on Linux and SteamOS. And I think that Microsoft would always be scared of that, especially these days. I think they're starting to realize just how big a deal it is for them to have let the Xbox One flounder and give that lead to Sony. So I think it would make them more likely to try to support things like a streamlined Windows handheld OS. I'm on painkiller, so sorry I'm talking no, to you. No, no. It all made sense I'm, to me. If I'm making my wish list, what I want is for them to build an API that hooks all the stores together so that I can have one 10-foot interface that launches all of your bad DRMs and I can play Fortnite and, and Assassin's Creed and Apex all from the same main 10-foot interface without having to switch back and forth all the time. That sounds great. Like, let's... let's That's the dream. Which, which it happen. Which, I mean, a theoretical Xbox OS could do that, I think, though that's the hard part is that the glory of Windows on handhelds is that you can do all these different launchers and get around DRM and stuff like that. Uh, that's why I think, it, yeah, it would probably be a stream, streamlined Windows 11 install versus a dedicated Xbox OS, um, it, it, which might not support other launchers i i mean they also have some skeletons that they have to fix too right if you look at the way they support win gdk games on the game pass if you have a if you have pc game pass or ultimate where you get pc games a lot of those games are emulated in ways that are really weird and the perf is like if you compare steam perf to when to microsoft store perf on the same exact title it's real bad on this on the when on the microsoft store version and the steam version runs on you know, native APIs without any weird emulation. So, and and for whatever reason, nobody ever talks about that. I don't, I don't understand exactly. I mean, I guess Game Pass is a really good deal, but um, it's probably because of that. Because yeah. <laughs> I pay like eight dollars a month for it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh people God. are talking about this Pal World thing. Oh, I could buy it. No, I've got it over on Game Pass. Let me try it over there. Uh, It'll just run forty percent slower and have a lot of drop frames. But that's probably that's fine. okay. I didn't want it anyway. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Okay, yeah. So who knows? Yeah, a L- lot of stuff in the Windows space. Uh, I mean, uh, I think there's there's definitely more to come, hardware release wise, uh, at the end of the year. But then software, I'm I, I am curious. I'll, I'll, I'll I didn't even know there was an official Xbox podcast, so I, I guess I'll download one episode uh, to to hear what's going on over there, uh, to see if it has any impact on us. Just just, just we'll run see. it through Copilot, get the transcript out, and we can oh, just God. blow right through it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 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 yeah. corporate synergy baby yeah yeah actually you know on youtube i i've noticed uh, i don't know if anybody else has noticed that uh, there's been a uh some sort of uh, chat bot that summarizes our podcasts after the fact it, like, yeah like it, it makes really? a, yeah it makes a comment in in our, our podcast feed later it's usually maybe takes a day or two uh, but yeah, there's like a, a, a comment. It's like, oh, hey, in you know, here at this time, they talked about this here. That 
And I'm like, oh, that's kind of actually interesting. It's not yeah, always correct, right. but yeah. It's not judgy. He's like, you need to do better. At that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you messed up that intro. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just like like a recap, a timestamp, and a oh. kind of a recap at certain times. It's nice. interesting. Weird. A weird time we live in. rambling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? You could skip over this part. It's not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, interesting that you should stick around for, we, we got uh, a Q&A. Let's, let's switch over to Q&A, uh, get through some questions but before what? I said ask us oh, questions. Oh, yes. <laughs> ask us questions in the chat right now if, if you're watching us live uh, at PC World. This is the easiest way to... Uh, for us to kind of see it in the chat uh, if you're watching or listening to this later go over to the link of the description uh description there's a, a uh, link for our, our discord group with a full nerd questions uh channel in there that hopefully i will read on this show uh i realized we had a couple super chats come in uh that i did not uh get to so we're going to hit those first first one is from clay over on youtube gave us uh four dollars and 99 cents thank you so much thank you. uh not a question just a comment uh, back about the cable mod thing. Sorry, it took me a while to get there. <laughs> uh, had the 1.0 version of the cable mod adapter for five months, then had the 1.1 version for one month, and now have an angled cable. They're running a 4090. Never had an issue, but I also wasn't dumb and pulled it out each time. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah. there's a one one data point. Uh, so I'm glad you have never had any problems. Uh, and then a friend of the show, uh, Mike Quinton. Gave us a $20 super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, always appreciated. Um, and said, <clears throat> the CPSC is no joke. If car manufacturers listen to them, PC companies may need a civics refresher as getting subpoena uh, before Congress isn't good. Uh, yes. Now, the, the dealing with the CPSC is a is a, a serious thing uh, for serious matters, uh, for sure. Not, not just in the tech space. So... Yeah. Cable mods going right along with it, though. Again, this is voluntary. For sure. this, this, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, uh, this has been good. Um, okay. Uh, so, oh, well, here, here's a question uh, that I guess I could ask in the in the last one. Uh, but uh, Brandon over on chat says, uh, why why do, don't consoles allow you to run Windows? Except for that one weird time where PS3s could install Linux. But then they took it away, and I got like $5 from a class action lawsuit. Not made for that. It could yeah. though. I mean, it's it's just it's just hardware. Like they could it's run a, Windows if they a, wanted to. It's a machine that's designed to sit in somebody's living room and play games that they sell you in exchange. You know, they're they're selling developers access to the install base of the platform, right? In exchange for a percentage of sales, and they're selling customers a way to play games that they don't have to think about it too much. Hopefully, and when you start letting people do things like install Windows or put Linux on it, all of a sudden you have like you know, it 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 it, uh, it increases the risk of piracy. People running unauthorized unauthorized software that makes it able to be rooted and run for piracy purposes, and it just increases their risk a lot. And there, there's no there's no real up. What's the upside for them? the uh, The downside is that they can tank the entire business they spent billions of dollars developing in the hardware, and that all of their software partners have done. And the upside is that people can run Windows and kind of noodle with it for a little bit. And Iran will make a supercomputer out of it or something. I don't. I, I don't remember what the upside of the PS3 Linux thing was. A folding at do, home. Yeah, folding at home. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. The upside of that was uh, people did start doing, you know, copyright infringement and stuff like that with it, and it wound up getting shut down. Yeah, I, and I got. I think I got like twenty dollars or something when from for the settlement for buying a PS3. Yeah. Uh, and having Linux taken away. So yay me. Same. 
Uh, well, it's not a question, but I'm going to pose it as one. Uh, Ruru asks, why, why don't you tell new listeners about the giveaway? Oh, yes, we, hey. we have a giveaway that you can get in right now. <laughs> I'm going to put it, uh, actually, if you can change the description, put the link in there, please. Okay. Uh, but there, there's a, a link in the description. Uh, we're going we're gonna to put it in the, the chat as well. Uh, go over to our Gleam.io page. Uh, we are giving away this AMD Starfield bundle with a 7800X3D and a 7900XTX. Uh, not only does the, the, the bundle uh, look good uh, aesthetics-wise, we got cool packaging, got a cool design on, on the GPU, but I mean, this is, this is some of the best of the best when you're talking about gaming hardware out there. Uh, so you too can get one of the, the, the five uh, bundles that, that I have right behind here uh, for me. Uh, read the TOCs. It's for specific people. Uh, I'm not going to get into it here, but, uh, you know, there, and there's there's multiple ways to, to enter. Uh, even a free entry every day. If you, if you want to go back there and get your free entry in every day, you should definitely do that. Uh, so, and uh, Skeet Sayer asks, is it open to Canada? Uh, it is uh, only legal residents of the 50 United States, including the District of Columbia and Canada, except Quebec. Are eligible to win, so uh, read the full TOCs uh, for that. Uh, but yeah, good good stuff. Thank you again to AMD for uh, for providing that that stuff. Uh, I'm excited to get this in people's hands. It's a uh, it's a good thing. Oh, and it's going to be running for 14 days, so we're going to announce. Uh, maybe we'll announce uh, pull the winners live uh, on stream in in two weeks. So definitely go oh, go check that out. Wow. Yeah, that might be kind of fun to do. Uh, not not going to guarantee it, but. Um, so uh do you have like a big like a big crank with the uh, ping pong balls or something in there you can put yeah. no no to to be fair there are multiple ways to enter uh yeah you, you go over to the page you, you you get in entries you can enter multiple times like i said you get a free entry every day if you're diligent about it uh and then the the, the actual uh app itself uh pulls pulls the entries i can re-roll if if it's not a valid entry um but yeah, no, no, no big, uh, no big spinner thing. That that would be fun, uh, but the legal people tell me that's not uh, something I should do anyway. So, boo, <laughs> boo, legal people. Just kidding. I we love have the great, legal people, but we have great lawyers here. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, I, I I do work with some some nice people. Maybe it's not boo the lawyers, but boo the laws. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no. I got, just to be clear, I'm not booing, booing the legal team. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of the legal team. I got a check for that. Like, you got a check for legal people. Oh. Ah, oh, legal people. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, here we go. Over on the Discord. Uh, oh, I haven't seen this name before. Yarge. Uh, Y-A-R-J. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, which form factor is going to be supplanted first? M.2, AIC, or CPU sockets? What is AIC? Why, why is that? Add-in card? Oh. Is that oh, it? Is it just PCI know. Express? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Wow. What do, what do you think? I mean, the CPU sockets get replaced every like two or three years usually, right? Well, I, I wonder, think it means there's no more. Yeah, like, like, uh, like soldered, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get get away from uh, socketable CPUs. I'm going to go with M2 there. I agree with Gordon that uh, <clears throat> there is room for improvement on traditional ATX at this point, but I think, you know, PCIe slots are going to be here to stay for quite a while, and I think that hopefully computer slots or chip slot sockets are here to stay, and you know memory interfaces change out every decade or so. So I, I'm going to flip that. I think that PCI Express is has less legs than them too, because hmm. I think we're going to start seeing smaller and smaller add-ins probably. 
you just move right. to move to easier connectors. You know, like you can theoretically run a GPU on a Thunderbolt connection now. I don't know that I would. Probably always going to be faster to have a physical slot. But at well, some point, but also internal. Yeah, I guess there are motherboards with internal USB C headers. Uh, those are typically high end, but yeah, or a revision to PCIe. We you know we we had seen a, I, I showed Will some old uh, old GPUs over there and uh, I was like wait isn't that uh, yeah, AGP wasn't that the one we looked at AGP and then there's PCI and then there's PCIe has there ever been well, talk about I- a... ISA back there if you go back far yeah. enough uh, you know what, what, has there ever been talk about a replacement for PCIe or a, the next evolution the point is you don't need to replace it because you just keep making making the lanes wider mm-hmm. and and faster. Um. Yeah. Like. Like. AGP was weird. I can't remember the the. I feel like AGP ended up. They had this weird double density connector that was like staggered. The pins were staggered and and high low. Um. And it ended up causing the the slots had a kind of limited lifespan as a result of that. Um. It wasn't something that most people most people hit. It also. I feel like it added more power. It was more power. It was like it was basically like a triple wide PCIe or PCI slot when they when they first rolled it out and then they they improved the speed of it so i i i'd have to go back and read about this to remember mm. the details we did i remember what the cover of the issue of the magazine looked like though so <laughs> uh a friend of the show oni kaze asked uh, oculink uh no i i don't believe oculink uh that, that's kind of a an uh going out of date spec already uh and also that is that is meant for server platforms and it, it is just pcie lanes so um the the actual connector itself is is kind of old. It's just something that the people have been able to get some good use out of uh, while we wait for newer Thunderbolts things like that. So, I mean, we're in a weird spot where everything's kind of trending toward just becoming PCI Express lanes at this point, right? M two is just PCI Express lanes. True. USB three and four PCI Express lanes. Thunderbolt PCI Express lanes. PCI Express is PCI Express lanes. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's next? External PCI Express lanes. I guess we have that and USB and Thunder. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I was going to say my vote would have been for the M.2 because that's a specific uh, connector type, whereas sockets can change, but I don't think the fact that they exist is going to be going away anytime soon. And then adding cards, again, like we just did a quick history of different, you know, connection types, but we've had adding cards since forever. I think for those two to die, <laughs> Gordon would have to get his longstanding wish for ATX to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. I. I'm on the M. Dot two thing too. Uh. Not only because I. Like a. There are other options out there, like U. Dot two that that could have been better. Um. Or is better in some ways. The the thing that Gordon talks about too, and I mean we see it with with four uh, PCI Gen four uh, devices, but then Gen five specifically is heat and so much heat in such a small thing. Uh. You know is is can get scary <laughs> uh it, it, it's only going to get hotter and, and faster so there, there's got to be some sort of revision to that um the another question uh from friend of the show cause mc over on discord uh can companies uh, shenzhen based companies like one player x ineo and gpd stay alive as more aib partners uh start to enter the handheld market uh speaking of you know asus uh lenovo is now in it uh and then msi had announced one um you know, uh, who knows? Maybe Gigabyte will, will get in it. Uh, you know, other other big manufacturers. I mean, uh, Alienware was kind of first on that train a little bit. So maybe Dell, maybe HP, 
you know, uh, as as more and more of these come in, uh, do we feel like there's a space for the 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 Ioneos of the world? I think so. I think uh, if this niche only gets larger, even if they stay where they're at, like as far as popularity, they've already proven they have a successful business. I think there's room in there. I think they'll have to do like they're already doing, cater to the discerning enthusiast. Like you're not ever going to out Lenovo, Lenovo or whatever with the suits. You can't match that scale, but you can match the attention. You can beat the attention to detail and the whole package and stuff like that. And I'm going to be really curious when SteamOS does come out, like in a third party form, like so anybody can install it. They've said they're intending to do that, and I hope they do. I'm really curious to see if any of the big OEMs go with that or if that could wind up being like the Ioneo and its ilk are all Steam Deck rivals. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, it is a good point. I, I Compliments, not rivals. Yeah. I, I, I don't... Mm, I'm still up in the air on, on whether it's in Valve's best interest to, to release that, if, if they will, anytime soon. But yeah, I do wonder if then that means the AIB partners, who already have long-standing relationships with Windows... Uh, you know, if, if they're if they're it's just like, oh, you know, the, the Lenovo's and the Asus's of the world actually have to run uh, Windows. Uh, that doesn't mean maybe you could just sideload uh, or, you know, uh, in, install it yourself. But by default, they'll just continue to to ship with Windows, uh, which would be interesting. Uh, I mean, the benefit of not shipping with Windows is they save, you know, X number of dollars on every unit sold, which is, you know, when you're working on the margins that INEO is probably pretty pretty uh, substantial amount of money good for them but yeah l- less of a, a problem with lenovo who already has a, a huge relationship yeah. with windows uh but uh yeah elena what, what do you think i know you're I not a big handheld chat. person but i was in chat and i missed the question oh okay uh well yeah yeah do, do you think the 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 shenzhen best base companies are um have a place in this world as more aib partners get into it Feels like a trick question. Like they obviously have a place in the world if they exist. So I mean, but I more and more understand the question. More and more AIB partners are getting into it, which have the scale, which can uh, offer cheaper prices with the the same level of hardware. Um, you know, w- w- and margins are so thin all around anyway. Yeah, I don't think I I'm invested enough in the handheld space oh. to have an opinion. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I think where they... I respect that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, people yeah. should say that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, and I know you're not a big handle person anyway, so uh, just, just asking. But uh, I, I think for me, the specific place where they play in the best uh, that I think a lot of a lot of the bigger companies like a Lenovo or Asus, uh, they, they need to shoot for the lowest common denominator in terms of form factors, right? It's, it's going to be a Steam Deck, uh, you know, traditional handheld kind of... Uh, style obviously Lenovo kind of uh, swerved a little bit with the detachable controllers, um, but I think companies like Ioneo v- branching off into uh, you know the the I, I put in a pre order for the the dual screen one that has uh, two screens on it. GPD obviously does the the clamshell ones as well with the the built in keyboard uh, which work really well. So I think like having 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 the ability to do different form factors rather than just the traditional handheld thing. I don't think the, the larger companies have, can get the investment in there 
to to do something like really weird. I think I I think if anything going forward, the Shenzhen based ones are are really going to kind of mess around with with different form factors and and play in that space. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's move over to another question. Uh, actually, we I can get to this real quick. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Great Mighty Dad, uh, asked about getting a um a Z one non extreme version of the Ally, uh, versus the the an actual Z one extreme version of the Ally. Uh, the, friend of the show, the Fox over on his YouTube channel definitely has uh, a lot of good videos. Uh, he was on the podcast. Uh, def- I'll, I'll bring him on again. I've actually been talking with um, uh, Russ over at Retro Game Core. Uh, I love his YouTube channel as well. Uh, he doesn't go uh, as deep into the the actual performance as as the Fox does. Uh, he's a little bit more about experiential and kind of uh, that stuff around headhelds. But I, I, yeah, excited to have him on the show. Uh, but yeah, the the difference between the non Z1 Extreme and the Z1 Extreme, there's definitely a difference. Uh, I think they're they're saying at four hundred dollars, you can get the non Z1 Extreme for four hundred dollars, where the Z1 Extreme is still a little bit of a price premium. I think it depends on how much of a price premium because. Uh, you can definitely get a lot more out of the of, of the Z1 Extreme, um, but man, if 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 you're saving a lot of money and you're just going to do some light gaming, uh, once again, I, I would say go 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 look at some of the testing. Uh, I have never gotten in a, a non Z1 Extreme, so I, I don't have any specific numbers to share. But it, it would give me pause. Uh, you'd have to get a real good discount uh, on the non Z1 Extreme and know that you're going to do real light gaming on it. Uh, because it, it is definitely nerfed compared to the the Z1 Extreme variant. I'm I'm kind of concerned about the longevity of Windows handhelds. Like I get what Steam is doing; they're setting the baseline. They're like, "Hey, we're going to do this. We're not going to refresh it on an annual basis. This is what you need to shoot for if you want to be on the Steam Deck." I feel like on the Windows side of things, it's starting to be a shootout once again, as it always is with PC vendors bigger number better so hey instead of a 720 screen now this one has a 1440p screen even though it makes the 1600p screen yeah. and considering that i think that's going to be an annual shootout on the pc side i would be most invested in getting the i would i would want to get the fastest possible version of a handheld if someone offers separate handhelds like they do with the rog ally i well, think but- the difference is like 20 percent performance and if you're going to buy this and you're not looking to update it every couple of years, then you just want as much performance as you get out of it. But but at the same time, like that performance isn't free. That performance is coming in trade off on battery. And that, like if I'm yes. if I'm sitting on an, if I'm sitting in my couch and I'm plugged into USB C all the time, doesn't matter, right? Battery doesn't matter at all. Yeah. But if I travel and I'm sitting on an airplane and the power plugs on my seat are on every you know ten minutes of every hour to top me off. Like I'm on an eight hour plane ride, I'm going to run out of juice midway across the country. And, and that that's not a, like that. That obviates the entire reason for having the thing. So like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm much more on the battery. Like I skew on the battery side. I also play on handhelds like indie 2D games for the most part, and not 3D stuff that's going to really eat battery. So maybe I'm a bad example. But but I, I, I really I think the bigger number better ethos for these kinds of handheld devices really is a disservice to the to the audience and to the the potential customers because realistically i'm going to take battery over perf 9 times out of 10 on in this category 
Yeah, I, I think I agree 100%. Go, going into it, you at least should understand what performance you're going to get, right? Yeah. Uh, that's why it's like the, the Z1 non-extreme and extreme definitely have different performance targets. So if if you're willing to, to take that performance cut and it's it's worth you know whatever whatever the gap is i i they didn't say the price of the 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 z1 extreme version i think by default it was like a hundred dollars uh you know at msrp when it when it launched and and a lot of people including myself even though i didn't even test it i was like a hundred dollars you you're losing a little too much performance there but if if it's like a difference of 200 or 300 dollars okay you know what and you you know you're okay with the level of performance it gives you it's yeah it's it, it could be viable for sure. It's almost um, like we should talk about whether Windows or Linux is better for uh, handhelds at some point in the future, huh, Adam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we have some plans around that for sure. <laughs> Stroking the chin. Uh, yes, we do. A <laughs> um, couple more questions and we'll get out of here. Uh, we got a good one from a uh, friend of the show, Sort of Fast, asked, uh, wondering what your thoughts are uh, on NVIDIA frame gen versus AMD fluid motion frames. What's the difference in how they are implemented? Brad? They are vital. It's very important to know this. Uh, DLSS 3 and FSR 3 both are hooked into from the developers and include, uh, you know, they know what's coming, better motion, stuff like that. They check the motion vectors. They plan for the UI. They tie into the anti-lag kind of stuff. Uh, fluid motion frames is like Radeon super resolution versus FSR2. It works, but there's a lot of limitations involved there. Uh, and it's at the driver level. Doesn't at the driver the level. level. Yeah. It works in every game, but there's actually a really interesting article on, I think it was Digital Trends. They have a respect column by Jacob Wolf over there. Mm-hmm. Roach. Jacob Roach. And he was testing a few different games that had obviously you could turn on fluid motion frames and it had FSR three. Uh, and he was finding that the frame time spikes with fluid motion frames are, are just brutal. They're brutal. Cause if it hits a certain performance level, it'll just skip a frame rather than interpolating it like they're supposed to. Hmm. So you just, depending on where you're going and what you're doing, the spikes are terrible, which puts numbers to something that I have felt in real life as well. Like it feels not as responsive. It feels more herky jerky. That can be beneficial if you're trying to play an older game and you just don't have the horsepower and you can flip this on and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to try to play it with this, but DLSS three and FSR three are vastly superior in the moment to moment playtime. And those only work in games that support it. So that's the big difference between it and fluid motion frames. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it, it sounds like there's some people who are, d- don't fully understand, um, like what, what complicated. It, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is a complicated thing. Uh, and, uh, AMD fluid motion frames, just like FSR is, is agnostic, hardware agnostic, right? It can, can run on video cards, Intel cards. Cause it's at the, nope. dr- no, 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 no. Oh yeah. yeah. Fluid motion frames only. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Radiant sub. Yeah. The upscaling isn't, or is agnostic. But the fluid motion frames isn't. <laughs> and, and Anything that's driver. No. Go ahead, Brad. You can go ahead. Anything that's driver level is not agnostic. So Radeon oh, Super Resolution mm-hmm. applies like FSR one effects to any game, but only on Radeon cards. And it's the same thing with fluid motion frames. 
And you want to make sure that you turn on the anti-lag stuff on the AMD side, especially mm-hmm. as well, and both sides, frankly, you want to have reflex on, I think you have to have reflex on, on the DLSS three side, yes. but you want to turn on anti-lag on the, on the, on the AMD side as well. Yeah. And that's the tricky part in gate. A lot of games don't support anti-lag features in any way. And so if you're trying to use this interpolating frames, and so every two frames is now four frames Think about how the the input lag gets added to that. That's going to happen on every game that doesn't support that you try to run fluid motion frames on that doesn't support an anti lag technology. Anecdotally, on the DLSS three stuff, at least I find I don't notice the frame generation lag when I'm using a gamepad. But if I'm using the mouse and keyboard, I immediately like the cursor feels floaty, the crosshair feels floaty in a way that's um, it's not bad. It's just uncomfortable. Like I'd, I'd rather it, it just it feels muddy, makes the whole game feel less like, like less crisp and less responsive. I agree, hundred percent. To me, FSR three and DLSS three is best for big budget blockbuster AAA game pads kind of games. Yeah, it still it still feels very early days for the frame gen stuff. Uh, you know, kind of like the upscaling stuff was uh, at launch too. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in, in in interesting times. Uh, do we have an article on on PC World kind of describing, like in in a deeper level? I'm not sure. Oh, okay, <laughs> definitely, maybe, definitely, maybe not. <laughs> I didn't write it. But we've had other folks write it. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I've missed a lot of time the last few months. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, are we we have a uh, funny one from a great mighty daddy, uh, friend of the show, asks the uh, uh, um the last question I read on the show, which actually was I think a couple shows ago uh adam referred to me as a friend of the show i did you are a friend of the show uh i've often heard this moniker used for other question answers guests and contributors alike i'm humbled to have reached the milestone of recognition uh perhaps an achievement trophy or even the next swath of full nerd merch like a t-shirt should herald this prestigious tier of accomplishment and be made available to the masses uh we do actually have a friend of the show t-shirt Yeah, funny you, can, you mentioned. Yeah, oh, yeah. We also have a mug for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, we do have a little. It's it's like a little. Uh, hi, hi. My name is uh, friend of the show, kind of thing. So actually, you can't. Uh, not for free. Uh, you do have to pay for it. <laughs> but you, you. I too. got some for my kids. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, there. I, I have seen some people be a, a little confused about the the friend of the show moniker that. Uh, uh, that I throw around here uh, and honestly there is no hard and fast rule mostly for me it's it's a recognition of people that I see around uh, if, if if I recognize the the name and I'm like oh okay you know what I've seen them around then you are you are a friend of the show uh, that doesn't mean you know if you're if you're new because I, I definitely uh, am happy to have new people around uh, you're all a friend yeah, of the show. you're all friends of, the, all show. Friends of the show uh, but especially the people that I recognize either here in chat, uh, joining us live, which I appreciate, over on Discord. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, other guests, uh, I will say, is a friend of the shows, uh, you know, as, as they come on. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're, all, we're all regulars. We're all friends. Yeah, yeah. We're, all, we're, we're all friendly friends. people. We're all friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you all deserve a trophy. No, you don't. Actually, you don't. Uh, I don't know all of you. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe you all do. Uh, you all deserve a, a friend of the show T-shirt, though. Not for free, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we got some other questions, but we, we need to get out of here uh, because it is time to get some lunch. I am Not hungry. For lunch. I got to go uh, collect some more red envelopes. Yeah, and all the all this food. <laughs> so, actually, you know what? I do need to uh, – I'm going to try one of these gold coins. Oh, 
Okay. I know you. I know you warned <laughs> me. You were like, you're like, wait, the, hold on. The, oh, the chocolate's not. That great. chocolate is not good. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Elena knows. Yeah. Elena. Elena warned you. Okay. Wait. So I thought, but I thought you were supposed to get gold coins. This is like a, a, a sign it, of luck. It's just a sign, but that doesn't mean. Why have a sign of luck that they make with like good. crappy it's symbolic. chocolate? It. It's, it doesn't mean that yeah. it's good chocolate yes. because. It's, uh, it's all for yeah symbolic. <laughs> A, a, a friend of mine said that it's just preloading the candy that you the the, the gold coins that you leave out to trick the leprechauns into your house <laughs> next month. <laughs> it's not bad. I, I wouldn't call it bad. Cho- I mean, it's not. It's, a, it's not it's go-to a, chocolate. It's a milk it's chocolate, a, at least in this one. It's very pasty. I put it. It's very. It's pasty. like a four point five out of ten, or five out of ten for me. I give it a two. I was like, that's pretty high. <laughs> that's me being generous. Yeah, I would... like the texture's not great. It's not even a good milk chocolate. <laughs> is, is it worse than worse or better than trading card gum? That's the question. Uh, it wasn't hard. It didn't chip a tooth because uh, okay. sometimes that trading card <laughs> gum can just be. Uh... So trading trading card gum was like a weird texture, but like if you got it to not assault you, like the flavor was okay. This okay. is like the opposite. The texture is okay, but the flavor is not super great. <laughs> And it is kind of a slightly chalky texture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we got $5 Super Chat from uh, Matthew Lang. Says, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Matthew happy Lang. Birthday. Thank happy you birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh, so glad and you could join us on your birthday. Coffee also yeah. gave us uh, $1.49 cent, uh, cent uh, Canadian dollar. Thank you so much. Yeah, with a uh, Is that a unicorn sticker? Yeah, a little looks like an outrage sticker. pony to me. Outrage uh, pony, there Yes, go. right in the outrage yeah. pony. Yeah. Also, a uh, friend of the show, Matt, is asking if I'm eating floor candy again. Uh, for well, it hasn't been on the floor i made sure of that oh, that's good yeah i'll trust you on that one uh at ces we have a behind the scenes video if, if you didn't watch it you should go watch the behind the scenes oh, video okay, uh we, gave me a headache. yeah we went to the the shenzhen plaza but we went late at the end of ces uh, wrapped up and a lot of the booths were already wrapped up and uh i won't i won't spoil it but it was it was pretty funny uh we found some fi- candy on the floor and i ate it uh it was it was a funny time <laughs> you it said you wrapped. weren't gonna spoil it no, no 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 but i i do something specific with it uh that you should definitely oh, go watch boy. it uh, i've seen yeah, it yeah wow. <laughs> yeah uh can i can i just say that uh from the show liquid r in youtube chat is mm-hmm. telling me that 80s army mre chocolate had paraffin wax mixed in is this true paraffin is wax? it is paraffin wax edible I didn't think it was. I thought, I thought I had oil in it. You, I thought that's what you used to like make flowers and burn for light. It's I hope from- not. Yeah. I it's spent made- like a year eating those. I mean, I, I used to oh. eat uh, asbestos. Wait, so, a year? Know. I'm just kidding. Oof. Uh, Par- paraffin wax is made of petroleum, so I hope it's not edible. You know, <laughs> back back in the day, you know, back in my people days. did stuff. Yeah, back in my day, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh gosh, um, yeah. Uh, a couple couple of housekeeping things. Uh, I forgot to to mention this at the beginning, but I, I got a uh, Retroid uh, Pocket Four Pro uh, in real, real fun little device. Um, I didn't realize some people didn't know this is an and based Android based emulation device. This one can do up to. Uh, uh, or at least the the four pro can do uh, PS2 and GameCube emulation really well. Nice. Uh, I've been playing around with that one. It's I like the fun. color. Is it transparent? Uh, this one is transparent. They have different colorways, uh, but like for for these little pocketable emulation devices, which I mean you can run emulation on uh, a Windows based handheld and or the Steam Deck. Obviously, it's good for that. But man, there's something about having just a, a little pocketable device that that can run even like you know PS2 games, uh, which is pretty awesome. So. 
uh, excited to have this in and mess around. I'm gonna bring it. a Guitar Hero controller in. Uh, we can plug it in. <laughs> see how go. it goes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, uh, so we do have some videos coming up. Uh, I alluded to this last time, but man, we got a lot of videos planning uh, with Will. Some of them are, are testing that I've been doing for a long time. I was talking to Willis on the way over. I was just like. Oh my god, I think I have like six different videos that I've been doing hardcore testing on. Uh one of them is uh around the you know, the super launches. I know it's already launched, but uh I do want to get some reviews up there. Uh but um I did get in this um uh the RTX forty eighty expert so or the forty eighty super expert version with MSI and man, this is a, a beautiful, beautiful design. Uh, I love the look of it. Uh, I'm going to be putting it in the 4080 Super Review, uh, especially up against the the Founders design. Um, so yeah, there, uh, some some interesting things about this card. Uh, I think people are going to be curious about this. It's it's a really really pretty GPU. I I, I do like it. Um, so yeah, look for that. And then also, uh, Will and I we were making a big list of videos uh, that we wanted to talk about. And one of the things he brought up, he's like, "Hey, what about a video on how to?" Uh, how to digitize VHS tapes, uh, specifically, mm-hmm. you know, with like uh, DaVinci Resolve and, and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of on the cusp of our wheelhouse, but I personally want to know this information. So, yes, we should do it. Uh, so, well, Will, you, I was just, you've done some yeah. stuff in this space already. I- I, did, I, I started looking at it because I have a bunch of VHS tapes in the garage that are starting to age out Same. in weird ways. And I looked at it and... Like the state of the art in the last 10 years has gone from you plug a VCR into a capture card and hit record, play on one and record on the computer and then just let it rip for a while to like this is one of those applications of machine learning and upscaling and stuff that's actually kind of clever. And DaVinci has stuff that cleans up like analog static and tracking errors and stuff like that. That's all GPU accelerated now. The, the studio version of DaVinci. The, yeah, the fancy God version. It, which ping me, Brad. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, I will. will. I keep forgetting to... Um, yep. but, but, but also, I'm curious what other people's workflows are, because I know other people in this community probably done the same thing, and I, I hate doing this kind of video, and then somebody coming out with some obscure tool that I've never heard of before and that didn't come up. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a... This is a contested Google category, so when you search vhs tape backup then it's like 55 ad keywords deep and then 15 pages in there's like some command line tool that does all this stuff for free if people have tools they like please let me know i'm on the pc world discord you can jump in there just send me a message or or at me um because i I would love to know if you have stuff that you've used that has worked really well um that isn't like a 300 dollar davinci resolve uh version although the the resolve stuff seems really good so yeah, for sure. I'm 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 curious because yes, I I have a a, a box full of VHS tapes that I really need to mm-hmm. digitize forever. Uh, I guess step one, I need to get a VCR that's worth <laughs> uh, doing it with, which I don't have a VCR. Uh, but yeah. why would you have a VCR? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, if if you have some some ideas or if you've done this yourself, definitely let us know. Uh, but yeah, that that is uh, one of the videos that 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 Will is, is talking about uh, working on. Well, lot, lots more to come in the future. I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to get out of here. Uh, check back next week for your fix of PC Talk here on The Full Nerd. Uh, if you want to listen to us on the go or when we're not live, uh, please subscribe to the podcast version over on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, uh, Spotify, anywhere you can point your RSS feeder to. Oh, also, side note, um, Spotify just allowed for... 
um, video based versions of podcasts to be uploaded. Uh, also the, the RSS feeds that, that we use is, um, uh, megaphone. megaphone yeah yeah yes. which is actually owned by spotify so we're kind of in high level talks of like do do people actually want video feeds of podcasts like should we offer that on our rss feed and, and if yeah. yes do you want it in the normal feed so that both the audio and the video version show up in the same feed or would you rather have it as a separate feed i don't know i'm uh, debating around it i i know how i personally feel but maybe some people uh you know, would would like to have both on the the same feed. Uh, so let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Also, oh yeah, Ivan just uh, <laughs> just reminded me. Yes, we we are now officially uh, on the TikToks. Uh, on go, the TikTok, yeah, yes. on the TikTok. <laughs> uh, go uh, follow us. Uh, yes, us young hip people young over on hip. on the TikToks uh, at pcworld.com. We weren't able to get the at pcworld handle, so it's at pcworld.com. Which actually works uh, as Wait, well. Wait, who has the PC World handle? I have no idea. There's a lot of PC Worlds out there. Uh, when I was, it's really? a PC World out there. It is a PC thing. World, it's yeah, yeah. PC World. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're at PCWorld.com. I don't know how many people are on TikTok. I'm, I'm on there. I'm trying to understand this whole short form stuff. Not, not necessarily my jam, but I, I want to. I, I, we need to be on there, and there's definitely some fun stuff we can do on there. Adam, what kind of dances do you know? That's the real thing we need to get <laughs> well, into if, here. Well, if you watch the behind the scenes, uh, I did do some flossing with, with uh, okay. Ian, yeah. Dr. Ian Cutter's Tech Tech yeah. Potato. Tech, so, tech, potato. Uh, yeah, <laughs> go watch that. Watch me floss. <laughs> I know that's that's the the young new trend that everyone's doing is is flossing. People love to floss. Flossing and twerking. Those are the two, the <laughs> yeah. only two dances. Uh, we're not doing that on tiktok no. okay well, we're, adam, we're not doing dance videos over on tiktok and, uh yeah no, adam needs to learn all the k-pop dances yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but for my own tiktok not <laughs> no for the peace world one uh, I, uh, <laughs> we're gonna get real into black pink up in here uh Davina, adorable yeah. that most of the people in chat are spelling tiktok like the actual way you spell tiktok, TikTok yeah. Yeah. social media company spells it yeah. yeah how do you how do you do fellow kids uh, uh davina duckworth uh, gordon will be melting adapters on tiktok <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> see there we go maybe there's a niche on tiktok is just like you know gordon testing the the worst pc hardware oh. out there and oh trying to melt things uh see that that's the kind of fun stuff we're looking to do on a yeah. tiktok not not dancing i just <laughs> assume gordon's just looking at his walking holding his phone muttering at the camera <laughs> yelling about whatever you know casual carpools or whatever whatever thing he's picked this week that he's gonna be upset about so yeah yeah well uh i don't know if uh, I'm, I'm sure gordon knows what a tiktok is right <laughs> he's got to know what tiktok yeah is. i'm sure i've heard yeah, he him knows, complain about yeah. tiktok before uh, actually yeah uh anyway uh yeah so um un until then until next week's uh show uh definitely go sign up for the the giveaway uh and uh you know stay tuned to our youtube channel for for awesome videos uh i want to thank uh my glorious friends here on on the stream uh brad thank you for joining me hey no problem adios everybody uh elena thank you for uh for uh, helping us understand this lunar new year stuff uh i just want to say i hope everybody gets rich this year there you go <laughs> true yeah uh will uh as always say thank you for joining us and, and thanks for for you know joining us for for a, a little bit i appreciate it always stoked to be here adam it's always good to hang out with y'all yeah uh and you have a, another tech related podcast with uh with friend of the show brad shoemaker yeah if you all uh sundays we do a single topic tech podcast last week we talked about um pc 
video game settings. So we like went down the list of a bunch of popular PC games and talked about which settings to change if you want to improve your performance and which settings are important and which settings aren't and which ones are a little woo and which ones are the the ones you should really focus on. Uh, and and I learned a lot. I think I think ever along the way we all somebody that one was a reader question. Somebody had said that in and was like, hey, what's going on with this? I don't understand what these these things mean. And we were like, well. Let me tell you. And then we talked about it for two hours. So love it. Brad and Will made a tech pod. Uh, <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Willis, for uh, running the verticals and horizontals. Get us the hell out of here. All right. Thank you, Adam. Uh, once again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, one more time, Kong uh, When I say Kong I actually don't mean to say, you know, happy, happy new year. What I, what I mean is hope you get rich. So, Adam, Will, Brad, Elena, I hope you all get rich viewers and, and listeners hope you all get rich so yeah uh, rich all around rich all around exactly so have a great uh week everyone we'll see you next time bye oh i gotta try one of these handies now <laughs> <laughs>